Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind. The Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. The day before the live letter and the 14-hour stream starts, we're going to kick it off with some Final Fantasy XIV news. Roll through Reddit. Uh-oh, it came from Reddit. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. All sorts of real stuff. All sorts of stuff. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, as always. We appreciate you being here with us, especially chat here with us live on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. You can join us Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern for this show and Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern for the Gaming Gumbo Weekly Gaming Wrap-Up and then everything else, everything else. All the streamers, including myself and Tarkoth and Faye, who goes live after this show and Torchwick. Just everybody, come check it out. Schedule's below. Wherever you're watching or listening to this, give it a like, give it a review, subscribe, turn on those notifications, tell a friend. Easy, fast, cheap way to support us. Joining me today, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. Um, it has been a hell of a time. But, man, I, I'm so hyped and, like, uh, agitated at the same time. Like, these RMT people are just ruining my party finder and not letting me get progressing savage. And, and oh, we're not going to talk about that? No, I deleted that one because either they were not serious, in which case it's a waste of time to talk about, or they were serious and I didn't want to mock them for clearly having some type of part of of the conspiracy. You're trying to cover it up. Clearly having some type of issues. Uh, Also on the line, Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos? Silence a great Reddit post, dude. Uh, yes. Yeah, so live letter gents, uh, Friday, October 7th, 9 30 PM Pacific time Friday. So that's like Saturday morning, 1230 in the morning, East coast time. So a little, little over a day, a little over a day away. It's not quite tomorrow night, our time, but, but for, Hey, for, for Tark, it's, it's tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. I think I'm gonna be there. I think I'm gonna do a live. You gonna do a live over yeah. on uh, Tarkov Gaming? Yep. Nice. Good times. Nice. Yeah, we don't. We won't be doing this one live. Uh, and then uh, programming note: no, ironically, no show next week. Uh, <laughs> with, oh. with the live letter to talk about, uh, we'll be headed to RIT for Torchwick's uh, like family. Uh, homecoming slash orientation family orientation weekend like already he's been he had orientation a long time ago but this whole weekend it's like a bunch of family stuff coming up next weekend so uh we'll be driving friday next week we'll be packing up and up and early and so thursday night it's gonna be tight but then no uh no show just to make it easy on my my family there and then saturday obviously no show but all the streamers uh will be on as normal except for torchwick next saturday he'll be on this saturday no problem next saturday no dice uh hey before we get started with the show notes uh and and prep for the live letter uh we should note that it just went out on within the last hour on square enix's site that they are being uh 
and they're under a third party attack right now. Square Enix's account management Ooh. system is under attack by uh, third parties using address, email address and password combinations that Square says seem to be have obtained have to have been obtained from a different company. Uh, so if you are obviously using the same email and password for Square Enix accounts that you are using elsewhere, that's a terrible practice in general. Don't do it. <laughs> but if you are, you're going to need to change your password immediately. Uh, and they do also recommend one-time passwords, your authenticators, as usual. This attack is ongoing. This is all we have at the moment but Square Enix and the team warning Kronos that, hey, if this continues or these numbers of attacks uh, go up trying to access the account management system, they may, in fact, institute a system-wide everybody-go-reset-your-password. So something to stay tuned for. <sighs> I can't have nice things. Huh? I mean, these things happen when you're popular. Yeah, just ask Overwatch. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing that. <laughs> well when I can get in. Yeah. You actually got to it's play? Like, it's kind of like, it's, yeah, I've, I've played a lot, actually. Really? It's a lot like Endwalker launch. Yeah, you know, you just get in and you stay in and then hope that you don't get DC'd. Yeah, see, I don't care enough about the game, so <laughs> <laughs> I <clears throat> installed it on launch day, got in and saw the screen and it said zero in queue and just sat there and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's clearly zero in queue. And so I just was like, I tried two or three times and was like, nope, that's it. I don't, I don't care enough. Uh, and then yesterday I tried and it said like 2200 or 2000, something like that in queue. And mm -hmm. I was just like, no, nah, I, I just don't care enough. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see you when there's no queue. But, you know, obviously DDoS attacks going on there as well, uh, particularly on launch day. So Wrath Classic had it too. Like, it's just, this is just like the norm, Tark. Like everything on launch day, it's, it's always... You always expect like cues and shit on launch days of expansions or new games sure, and stuff, but sure. then you add on the DDoS stuff on top of it, and it's just like, don't ever schedule off for the launch of anything ever. <laughs> no joke, it, and everybody does, especially for expansions. They want to dive in and spend like a week playing, or you know, savages. That's another thing, but. Yeah, there's always uh, got to be some people that just want to ruin other people's fun, so they're just like, you know, let me just ah, kill you all. So, um, sorry to all those people that were spending time uh, trying to play something and something new or something uh, refined. Or I won't even call it or blue. I won't even call it like a new game. It's just like Overwatch 1.5. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. Anyway, uh, if you buy, so if you end up with an email from Square Enix saying change your password, then change your password. And if this mm -hmm. continues tonight, we will all get one that says you got to change your password. So yeah, if you're watching this show, get ready for it. Get ready for it. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about some actual Final Fantasy 14 stuff. The live letter post itself is up. So we have the times. They really didn't like elaborate more sometimes like they they say hey these are going to be like the main topics ahead of time and we brought them up uh on a previous show the kind of recapping of 6-2 and then moving on into what's coming in 6-2-5 and then when they put the official post up sometimes we get a little more detail about what they're going to talk about we did not we did not yeah. <laughs> we we got some guests i guess uh chronos and that's always nice but as far as the show details it's still Reflecting on 6.2, looking forward to 6.25, mm -hmm. 
and then an introduction to the work of the scenario team. And they're going to be talking to uh, Daichi, Daichi, Daichi Hiroi, lead story designer, Natsuko Ishikawa, story, a senior story designer, and Benry Oda, of course, senior story designer. And then we'll have, uh, yeah, Yoshi P and uh, Toshio. So I'm still like... My dungeons. That's all I really want to hear about. My dungeons. My dungeons. <laughs> I'd like to know. I'd like to know if there's an ultimate in six three. That would be nice to know. Yeah. Do you think they're going to talk about six three like at all? No, no, no. Like even, but I would like, like even a Yoshi would, P tease of some type. I would like them to do that. I just want to know if it's coming or if I'm waiting till six five. That's that's kind of where and I'm at. But if um, I had to bet, mm. I think you're waiting to six five. Like if I had I to put, that, if I had to put money six, on three. it. They said six three when they when they did their roadmap. Remember they did like that whole like no, that was the next ago. ten yeah, years thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said six three, but they've been really quiet. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> they haven't talked about six three at all. It wasn't they, just uh -huh. yeah, they have it. But I guess like yeah, I would just like to know. But I don't think they're gonna talk about it. I think it's just gonna be yeah. mostly like so. Criterion place your bet. Are you getting a six three like ultimate? Uh, if I'm no, if I'm betting money, I'd say it's six five probably. I I. I don't know which one I want, honestly. Well, if it's six three, then there's a chance I get a third one. So I'll probably want rather have six three. But it's probably more likely there's just two. So it doesn't really matter. Like as long as I get one, I'm happy. Tark one coming in six three or not? Uh I would say about seventy five seventy five percent yes. Oh, oh, look at you, you little optimist, you. I think they've got like the whole work from home and they're processes kind of nailed down for what they're doing and so, the the extra time i think i think it comes out the one thing that like kind of piqued my interest is they released the uh orchestral theme for omega male female which typically they use in the ultimates yeah when they do that. the ultimates mm. uh so they released that like two weeks ago so maybe maybe that's like the the sign that it's still six three and it's newest girl in chat with you tark i'm a six three right. truther lock it in all right newest girl let's do it it's like <laughs> god damn it like does it everybody's a truther or a denier of something these days oh my it's goodness everything let's everything. not get into politics <laughs> it doesn't even have to be politics uh. <laughs> newest girls a 6-3 truther i'm a 6-3 denier sorry i'm a 6-3 denier i don't oh. think you're getting the ultimate i don't think you're getting the ultimate uh last week and it's not oh, go ahead no you're go fine ahead. go ahead I was going to say, if it gets pushed back to 6.5, we could have a Shadowbringer situation where, oh, you know, we're spending too much time trying to get ready for the expansion. It's not going to be 6.5. And we just lose another ultimate then. So oh, I, th I think players would burn the servers down at that point, right? <laughs> well, like, the, I mean, when you're only talking about 1% of the player base, that's still a mm. big number. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the nice thing, too, is uh, the last time it was planned for 6.5. Yeah. So it got like delayed and then delayed again, which pushed it out. So if this is just a delay to 6.5, it would take another delay, theoretically, to push it out of the expansion. So there's hope there that it, that won't happen. At least I hope. But yeah, people would riot if they do that. The other thing, too, is like even though 1% of people do it, the viewership for Ultimates is insanely high. Like yeah. a lot of people watch. So uh, Yoshi P, last week we did some interviews, reviewed some interviews. We got another one uh, sneaking in there under the wire. Some emailed questions over to Naoki Yoshida from the team at GameSpot, Tamora Hussein uh, specifically. So credit where due. Not really a lot in here. Uh, some, you know, a couple softball questions, the typical stuff you would expect before a live letter here. 
How have you found the experience of starting up a whole new story after getting out of, you know, one that lasted for so long? And, you know, he was, he was relieved. And now they're looking forward. How do we get people excited about a whole new story? So, you know, kind of par for the course, exactly what you would expect. Uh, they did, though, ask about the, and we talked about it on the show before, the, the cutscene changes that were introduced in a couple spots when 6.2 went live. They, the way they worded it was you've made some notable changes to cutscenes following specific dungeons to go along with adding them to the trust system. These seem like great opportunities to go back and enhance those. Are there any old scenes you wish you could redo a certain way or are excited to revisit. Uh, Yoshi P saying, we're still in the middle of integrating the duty support feature into existing content and working our way up. I didn't have too many elements I specifically wanted to change, but one of the themes of Heaven's Word, which we updated in this round, was traveling alongside allies. So it was one of the things I wanted to revisit for sure. So not only did we have like that little bit of dialogue change that we talked about on this show that made a certain death all that much more, you know, heartbreaking uh, when you read the the new dialogue. But some of the scenes after the dungeons changed, and it seems like he's just kind of, you know, it's not something they plan to do a lot of. It's just, yeah, it makes a little more sense since the focus on a single-player experience using the trust system should flesh out some of these my allies are always there concepts, I guess, Kronos. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really see him is that much of a significant change? I know some people like really freaked out over like the, the um the vault one. I mean, yes. it just makes it hit a little harder. It's like um I don't know like I feel like that was like always the case. They just changed a thing that like just made it like so it was more understood of like how it happened. Um and then like obviously when you put like a Stinian or something in a dungeon, things are gonna change. So that kind of stuff makes sense. I, I don't think they're gonna make like some other sweep like some sweeping change. I think you're gonna see like. More like akin to like the Estonian stuff, where if they put someone in, um, they'll have to like adjust something like because they weren't really there before, I guess. Uh, but I mean, even at this point, there's only really one more expansion left for them to do. I guess like the end, well, the end of Heavensward and then Stormblood. So, are you a fan of this type of thing, Tark? Like, I, you know, movies do it, TV shows do it. You know, famously Star Wars and 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 George mm. Lucas going back in to to cut the special editions which i i think you know we can all agree on this panel was the worst possible thing he could have <laughs> done uh, but are you are you okay with the creators of an art in this case a video game an mmorpg going back and editing these things even if they're in like the really minorest of ways yes because it's their art and if they want to change it that's totally up to them um whether you enjoy that or not it's, it's up to you uh i like the george lucas thing i was not a big fan of special edition um i still have my vhs tapes of the originals so if i ever want to watch original i can but that's with something like an mmo or a video game if they change something it's it's changed so yeah you can't go back home on this yeah one. You, can't, you can't go back home um but that's something like like the last of us with the the redo like if you don't like the way it's visually it's gorgeous but i still have my original so i can always go back and play that but with the mmo it's just so different um but it's it's their art if they felt that this is the best thing for the game you know that's that's their call um i can like it or dislike it but it's it's their call it's fine 
You all right with the Kronos? Or does it kind of bother you as somebody who's already consumed that that media, whatever it is, and maybe now is trying to get a friend in, but things are a little different in, in big or small ways? Like, does that bug you? I know some people just really gets under their skin. Uh, It depends on, like, for this particular instance, no. Like, I, I, as a comic book fan, uh, when it comes to that stuff, I do get kind of defensive sometimes. Uh, when when people take certain liberties, but with this, I don't think they're really making some crazy change. No, I, think I, I would. I'm not implying that these are big, but like... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't mean that you are. I don't. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like I don't care about these because they, they don't. They're not big, and it makes like the trust system make more sense, which I'm all for. So it doesn't really bother me at all. Plus, I'm not gonna go back and replay this stuff. I'm not even gonna go back and do these dungeons with trust. I just. I, I, the tr trust system's not made for me. Like it's made for other people that want to enjoy it that way, and that's great. Uh, the only time I really do the trust is to level them up to max and get whatever achievement it is, and then I'm done. So, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me, and it doesn't bother me. Uh, I guess I got to take it on like a case by case basis. Newest girl says I grew up with the special yeah. editions. I'm used to the song and dance number and Return of the Jedi. I will never be used to that. That sequence just absolutely blows my mind. My daughter finally sat, like, finally got her to sit down and watch all of the the Star Wars movies, the the you know the nine main ones. She had seen the the sequel trilogy in the theaters as they came out. But finally, this was only like four or five months ago, got her to sit down and, and start watching them. So, of course, she was in love with Hayden Christensen for a while. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's just gorgeous. <laughs> so I'm like, shut up. He's Darth Vader. Spoiler. And uh, yeah. And then that scene, I totally for like I knew about like the I, I remembered like the, you know, uh, creature added creatures on Tatooine and stuff like that. And then we get to return Jabba. of the Jedi and that. Yeah. Jabba in the hangar. Uh, at Moss Eisley, and then we get to that scene in Return of the Jedi, and I was like, God, I don't remember this being this bad. This is horrid. <laughs> like, this is absolutely awful. It's jarring. It's late 90s CGI. It is and, absolutely um, awful. And, and, but, uh, I mean, I think I feel like the one that got the most heat, at least from, like, really diehards, was the Han Greedo scene, because they changed that. Yeah. Yeah. Han, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Han shoots first. Oh, 100%. 100%. They did ask Yoshi P uh, what his favorite part of Island Sanctuary was. And you might be surprised mm. by the answer. He what? He hasn't been there yet. <laughs> now, obviously, he's been there for, like, testing and, and development and stuff like that. But on his own personal account, he hasn't been there oh, yet. He funny. hasn't even sailed to the island. Hasn't even been that's there. That's funny. He, he I was just going to say his favorite is is putting on an autopilot and only going back once a week. <laughs> He's just he says, I've been thinking about leisurely enjoying my island sanctuary life once the other content has settled down. Like, at what point is it going to settle down enough for Yoshi P for of all yeah. people? Like, right. For us, it's like, OK, you know, six two fives coming. We're kind of done with everything. I'll just go in and I'll do some mammoth stuff today. No problem. Yoshi P, like, when's that dude's life going to slow down a little bit? <laughs> so, yeah, hasn't feel, been there. I feel attacked. I feel like he's trying to tell me I played it wrong. <laughs> you I played I, it correctly. I told you you played it wrong on this <laughs> nah, show. No, no, no. It's just a point of view. I played it correctly. Y'all played it wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's something funny that I think was 
uh, covering stuff for MMO Bomb, when I saw the headlines start popping up on this one, I was like, guys, this was this is not new. Like, we covered this months ago on MMO Bomb. We covered it on this show. They asked if you could ask any add any type of game type, maybe survival, battle royale, whatever, to Final Fantasy XIV without any restrictions. What would you like to put in? And first off, he was like, "That's just not the way my brain works." You know, I my brain constantly has all the restrictions in it on on what we can do, so I can't really answer that question. But he did bring up, uh, and he didn't use the word battle royale this time, but he did before. Months and months ago, he said, with that in mind, while ensuring we don't lose that Final Fantasy feel, I do think that the idea of content using blue mages could be interesting. I'd uh, imagine there'd be a vast field where you can learn blue magic spells from enemies and other players and everyone would fight to be the last one standing using the spells they'd learn. Uh, it'd be nice to make that a reality one day. But for now, the currently planned content takes priority. So he's not letting go of this blue mage battle royale. But this it's is so not coming. the first time. When I saw the headlines pop up on like my competitors' websites, I was like, guys, really? This was like six months ago that, that he said this before. <laughs> He's just saying the same thing again. It's something I think would be neat. I, I'm still kind of... I'm all for some Blue Mage content. I don't know if I'd be down with a Battle Royale. I don't know if I'd be down with a Battle I wasn't... I, I'd have to go back There's and no watch the show. anti-PVP in this game. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to I'd have to watch the show to see like if I even cared enough, but I do want Blue Mage content. Just do something with it. Fuck, <laughs> something with it. Make Let's it start with class. getting it to level eighty. How about that? Let's start just, with that. Just make it not a limited job. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, then, if, then we'd only have one limited job left, machinist, and then we'd be good. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> they asked them the like the the uh, typical Hildebrand's coming back question. Um, yeah, so all in all, I kind of, you know, a softball interview, no doubt, but it wasn't meant to be super heavy or anything. And yeah, Blue Mage Battle Royale. Chat saying they'll all care when it's no longer limited. <laughs> I think that's all, like all we got on the 14 front. I mean, with a little over 24 hours to go, not really much we can do. So let's, uh, oh God. Let's go to Reddit. Let's go to Final Fantasy XIV's Reddit. It came from Reddit. First up, Tark wanted to talk about somebody's conspiracy theory. No, that was me. Oh, was that you? That was, that was yeah. I, just I thought for sure it. that that was Tark. Yeah, I took no, it No, out. that was me. I thought for no, sure that was, that was Tark. Because wow. neither of you put initials next to it. Yeah, you're supposed to put initials, dude. I put in this I want that, to be a that way I can segue to you. Yeah, yeah. So no, apparently, what was it? So, so somebody like just went off on. I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so. Well, go ahead. So, what the hell was it? Like it was. It was so batshit crazy that I thought it was, it was so funny. I well, that's the thing. Uh, I read it and I was like, either they're joking, in which case this is well, stupid, uh, or they're serious me, and they've got problems. So I don't want to be perceived like <laughs> mocking this. Uh, I mean, you bring this on yourself when you put this on Reddit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It's on Reddit. It's, uh, it's, we're just... All right, go <laughs> for just, it. Go for it. I mean, we, just, we don't need to talk about it, but it's fine. Okay. No, I mean, fine. basically, the TLDR is someone made a giant post on Reddit that uh, <laughs> RMT people and like people selling Savage Runs are sab basically sabotaging Party Finder uh, by sending in what they call Agents of Chaos, which I found. Hilarious. I mean, that is a tremendous name. Uh, 
<laughs> to parties to sabotage them so that they could then incentivize these same people because they continually fail to buy savage clears. And this is causing the clear rate in Party Fighter to go down. Uh, as a person who party finds a lot, I party find after I clear and I go help people clear. I have never, ever seen this one time in my life. I'm not saying it's never happened. There's always a chance something weird happens. And they, they I just do push the most of the blame on, and they they don't they, they even say, well, not specifically, not all of them, but like they push the blame on mass World of Warcraft RMT refugees. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, it's either a really hilarious troll, and in which case it's funny, or it's someone who really believes this, which I think is also funny. So I don't know. <laughs> Comedy either way to me, uh, but you know. I just thought it was great. So no truth uh, to it? You don't think there's any truth to I, it? No. No. I mean, there's definitely people selling Savage. Gotcha. I mean, that's 100%. So, you, uh, yeah. I, um, so Tark, Kronos is a uh, an agent of Chaos Denier. Uh, that's what he is. <laughs> I am not good. You have to clear Savage like week one to be able to sell Savage. So that's not me. It's not me doing it. He's an agent Honestly, of Chaos whole- Denier. This whole post was just so hard to read because it was just so grammatically like all over the place. It um, did. Trying to it did. figure out its thoughts and like, okay, th- this guy is crazy. Because uh, like, like I don't, I just can't imagine there being an organized effort to sabotage savages to such a degree that it forces people to to buy their clears from other individuals. It's like that just blows my mind. Could it be possible? Maybe like one percent possible, but it's so crazy. You just gotta read this. You just gotta read this one sentence, and I quote: "These individuals jump from party to party to check and find parties that don't have one of their agents of chaos in it. A little bit like bandits or criminals going from house to house to check if someone's been there or the house has already been marked by a rival gang of thieves. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. That is (laughs) that just just blew my mind." So crazy. Just blew my mind. Had to remove my glasses, Baron Vagabond said. 10K points, that'll do it. <sighs> All right, so I'm going to bring something good. <laughs> I'm going to bring something good. This absolutely gorgeous Yishtola cosplay. Absolutely gorgeous. Posted by Sunco Plays. Uh, photography mm-hmm. was, to give credit, taken by uh, from what, what they post, somebody named Mike. Uh, if you check out their Instagram, though, it's photo design Joseph Kristoff. Uh, so, yes. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Look at this cosplay. Apparently, by the way, if you read the post, this picture of this cosplay was accidental, like not planned. Like, so they spent like five months making the dress and, and, and everything. And they go out to do this photo shoot, like in a field or, you know, a bunch of rocks and shit, what, wherever they're doing it. And then they see this like little cave and they weren't planning to take photos in there. They're just like, oh, let's go take a look. You know, like like we all do. Like I've definitely done it. Let's go explore a little bit. They get inside, and when they get to this little area, the the sun is like kind of shining through these holes, and they're like, Well, fuck. Perfect. Get Perfect over there lighting. on those rocks. This is gorgeous. Take a picture. Absolutely phenomenal. Like cosplay always amazes me. Like, I, and I'm not one of those. And this level of cosplay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is, oh, absolutely gorgeous. So well done. Well done. So both, both the, both, um, 
to uh, Sunco Plays for the actual cosplay itself, and then to Mike for the beautiful photography work on it too. Absolutely gorgeous. Now I no longer have to imagine what your stole looks like in real life. This it's is so this dead is on. Like even the facial features, like the neck tattoo, like even their facial features, dead on. Just like kind of got that. I'm gonna fuck you up. Look in 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 her eyes there. Just like oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Just well done. I love cosplay. I, I'm I've always <laughs> I've always been like I really want to do a nice cool ass cosplay for something at some point in my life, just once. But I I'm mm-hmm. literally the type of guy that I'd have to get I'd have to like commission somebody to make it because I'm just not. You ask me to build something, Tark, I can build it for you. Not a you need a new <laughs> bookshelf. I'll make you a sweet ass bookshelf. You know, like just no problem. Nice. But when it comes to like. This type of stuff, where there's like more artistic talent oh, yeah. in it, I, I am just no good at it. No good at it. You found cosplay really creepy. I think it can be. Yeah, I think it can be. Obviously, then there's that like whole kind of section of cosplay, which is you know almost the erotic uh, art mm. type cosplay. That's that I'm not really into all that. I mean, I appreciate a, a beautiful girl and a great great costume as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong. I, I like this type of stuff more. This is just like this really impresses me. Yeah. Would you, have it you ever cosplayed Kronos? Look at me. No. <laughs> he doesn't even dance. Come on. He was like, no. look at me. No. <laughs> no. I enjoy a good, you know, logo t shirt, maybe a nice hoodie with something that I really enjoy. <laughs> That's about as far as it goes. He said, look at me. <laughs> no, I, I, I think people. It really impresses me when people like you could tell. Like, yeah. I mean, I've gone to conventions, enough conventions and stuff. Oh yeah, but um, I've dressed up for Halloween and won some awards for Halloween. But, but my, kids, up for Halloween. my kids have uh, gone to uh to like a Steel City Con in Pittsburgh with you know a convention here, and they've cosplayed. Mm-hmm. Like my oldest boy was John yeah. Hammond. He was like fourteen at the time, and he had like a white beard and everything. Like he looked great. Uh, Torchwick has like is very into steampunk type stuff. He's worn uh, steampunk stuff, so that's not like really cosplay because he's not going as a specific character, but he's dressed in 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 uh, steampunk stuff. Like it, and it, they look great. Me, I'm like you know, unless somebody makes yeah. it for me, I'm gonna look like I taped a mask to my face because that's probably <laughs> what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's just I, I'm like, I, it's not for me, but I like people like I like seeing what other people do with it. Um, and I like like I, it, at convention, just seeing like certain people like cosplay characters they recognize and, and like mm. instantly recognize. It's like, I mean, that's cool. I'm sure they enjoy that, too, because I mean, that's probably do you ever cosplay for. Tark. Uh, again, the best, best I've done is Halloween parties, um, <laughs> fairly large ones, but I've won. Uh, best in show for my Jack Skellington, best in show for my Beetlejuice, and most frightening for my Pennywise the Milkman. You see, but that was Halloween costumes. That's different. <laughs> see, I don't even do that, different. though. I'm the guy that shows up to the Halloween costumes. Oh, no, I dress work, up for Halloween. In my work attire. I, I, show up my work. I got kids that I take, I take around and do trick-or-treating, so it's not like I'm like the yeah. weird-ass 40-year-old oh, walking fair. down the street in a Halloween costume alone. I, that's not me. I loved it, yeah. <laughs> I loved it as kids. Honestly, but I totally I would. Kids, I'm, I'm sure I will. If I ever, if I, when I have kids, I'm sure I will do We're it. We're gonna have a haunt at my place next year, so yeah, get nice. ready for that. We'll if if you know we'll we'll set up a camera and take everybody through it. Uh, my oldest boy and I have wanted to do a haunt for years. We're finally starting planning for next year. 
So, yeah. Uh, we also have relationship goals, right? We've done this one before where we had uh, the blankets over the couples that were watching cutscenes so that they weren't spoiling it for their significant others. Uh, so here comes one, and this is from, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce this, I apologize, Niger Hado on, um, on Reddit, uh, saying, dating a raider has some perks. And this is my mm -hmm. best in slot hardcore raiding ultimate clearing waifu. Me showing her all the raids I want to get carried through. The part I loved about this the most is if like you sit there and parse the gear, even the gear is like on par with what they're saying. Uh, one character against the other, as far as I just I thought this was amazing. Raid gear versus what looks like artifact gear. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's savage raid gear too. Uh, so yeah, absolutely great one. Uh, Reddit did like this one. <laughs> Um, lots of people asking for the image without the text so that they could use this for other things. So I'm sure this meme will continue to live on in our hearts. Uh, because yeah, good memes never die. I memes absolutely die. love this one. I love this, this is incredible. one. Void of no one posting this on Reddit. A stop motion animation. Done in Final Fantasy fourteen, taking at least four hundred and fifty thousand gil and three hundred and fifty screenshots. Uh, if you are in the U.S. and you don't watch like a lot of international television, you might not know what this is. This is Soup Opera. Uh, it's a very stop motion uh, children's French TV show, uh, and this is done in that the style of that show. This was is is very very well done too. Like I expected, I was like only three hundred fifty screenshots, and I saw like it was X minutes long, and I'm like, that's gonna be pretty choppy. You need a lot more screenshots than that. Nah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. The ending is the best part <laughs> <laughs> when the the fight on the table happens, Tark. <laughs> uh huh. Um, the stereotype for dragoons will never die. Here it comes, um, baby. Go on. Oh, yeah, the fight right here. Yep. yep. Justinian, oh, oh. Justinian was pulling. That's what happens when And then here's DPS some friends. Pulls. Some friends. They got the light party. Here we go, baby. Oh, off the table. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Void of no one. Fantastic job. Fantastic job. And Justinian gets the loot, of course. Of course. Of course. Very, very cute. What'd you think, Kronos? Yeah, did I, did I make you smile with my piss? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. Not as good as the conspiracy. Theories. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. These are like much more, much better Reddit posts. I just, I, I, I have dark humor. I'm sorry. I picked, <laughs> I picked the wholesome ones. I picked the wholesome yeah. ones. I picked the floor tank forever. Absolutely. Absolutely, chat. All right, let's talk about some other Square Enix stuff. If you've got great Reddit posts from Final Fantasy XIV you've seen or you put up yourself, send them over to us, contact at ReadyCheckRadio. We'll be sure to uh, file them away for the future episodes where we do It Was Seen on Reddit. They don't have to be brand new, so it's all right. You can send them to us now, and if we do it in a month, I'll go back and, and pick the, the ones we like. Uh, I'm going to say what the literal fuck to this first story But I do have to preface that. I get it, right? There is money to be made. 
You do want to cross promote your products in general, your brands, your IPs. I get that portion. I get that Square Enix has a Final Fantasy trading card game that basically is just a miscellaneous product to them. I get it. Like, I get all of that. I get promoting Final Fantasy in any way you can is good for Square Enix. I get it. Square partnering with Wizards of the Coast to produce a Universes Beyond Magic the Gathering crossover that will include Final Fantasy, as well as other things, Assassin's Creed, stuff like that. There are others in this initiative, and they've already done some uh, with, like, Warhammer and, and Doctor Who. Street they sell, they Street Fighter, yeah. They sell, like, Fortnite. They, um, they sell, like, crazy. They're usually, like, in the secret lair sets or the, the in commander decks. They're, they're never, like, they're, they're not canon- uh, so they're never like in standards or or you know the tournament formats, the popular tournament formats. They sell like crazy. They make a ton of money with these cross promotions with Magic the Gathering fans and obviously fans of the IPs they bring in. But Final Fantasy has a damn card game, Tark. You have a card game, and I don't think anybody in their right mind, no matter how much of a Final Fantasy TCG fan they are, like myself, would say it is a competitor to Magic. It is not. Magic no. the Gathering just, you know, absolutely pummels it to death. They're they're on track to what have their like first billion dollar year. Uh, Jesus, yeah, you know the collectible card <clears throat> game just itself to have its first billion dollar year. So yeah, it's not a competitor, but you have a product in this same space that I bet the hundreds of and thousands of people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this stuff when it comes out in Magic the Gathering aren't even going to know Final Fantasy has a card game. Like, it's so infuriating. (laughs) It's so infuriating. I've never been in a position where, like, I got why you were doing it and what you were doing, but been so mad that you were doing it at the same time because they don't promote their own product it's just so sad like I, I i tried to find here in idaho like places that i could go and the couple places that used to don't anymore they're like eh, it just didn't sell so we don't you know they don't promote it at all it's like oh i wanted to get into it but like there's nothing around me that's that's getting into it, it sucks i mean it, it would help i'm pretty sure most people in their company don't even know they have their a card game honestly <laughs> uh there's and, so many little yeah, ways that and could we've talked it. I've, we've talked about it with the crew all over you know uh, North America on the the Facebook page and stuff like everybody kind of asking about it and like expressing concern then other people are like look the people that made this decision they probably don't even know their company has a they, card game they, I guarantee you they don't yeah. I guarantee you you know what's gonna make you even more mad when they advertise this at Final Fantasy 14 yeah oh yeah 100 percent 100 yeah they're good because this will actually get pushed to do if if there's like a Yastola card, which there probably will be. Um, yeah, it's gonna get advertised, I bet. And you're gonna see more advertisement for this than you will for anything of their own product. Yep. It's just yeah, I mean that's just how it is. That's how it's gonna be. <sighs> Made me wanna cry. Made me yeah. wanna cry. Like I said, it's not like I'm so fanboyish that I don't get it. Like I get the business mm-hmm. reasons behind yeah. doing it and wanting to do it and stuff like that, but Ugh. 
And and you know, like you can't you can't be like, well, hey, we'll definitely do it, but if you you got to let us put in this advertising card for our trading card game, because <laughs> Wizards gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah, Wizards not gonna like that. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. They don't put like a one like one promotional card in each video game they release. They did it one time. Me. They did it they once. They did it one time, yeah. and then uh, never Dissidia. again. Yeah, they did it with Dissidia. Promo one, two, yep. and three are, are were in Dissidia. Uh, yeah, they just. I mean, I don't know. I've said too many bad things about it already. They don't. <laughs> they don't treat it like a car game. They treat it like like Mike said. It's it's to them. It's like it's it might, as well be a, or... might as well be a board game. Yeah, or a play arts. Well, and I mean, legitimately, that's where it sits in their PNL is the miscellaneous. You know, you know yeah. it's the miscellaneous dry goods type stuff, the merchandise line of their PL. That's where it's at. It's just considered merchandise. Uh yeah. and, and I get it. You know, I'm not faulting them for that. It's got to be on the PL somewhere, and it's not big enough to have its own category. I get it. But yeah. I also saw on the Facebook that there was a um and I didn't put this in the show notes, but uh, one somebody's local store had like a cardboard display. Uh, set up in a board game counter that said uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake original board game coming soon, but like haven't been able to find information on that anywhere yet. So hmm. that'll be interesting. Speaking of play arts and static arts, right? Indeed. Indeed. Look at this. We got a new it's static gorgeous. arts figure, Tifa, in the exotic dress variant. Now available for pre-order on the Square Enix store for the mere price of $199.99. So awful. This following in the line, like with the Aerith Gainsborough dress version and then the Cloud Strife one. Like we've shown pretty much all of these as they've been announced. Here you go. 200 bones. 200 bones. So when I first see these, I'm like, okay, I... If it's for a hundred dollars, I probably will buy it. And then I see the price, I'm like, nope. It's just they just ask so much. They they gouge the crap out of these things. Square Enix, who are they marketing just, this uh. to? They're marketing it exactly to the people they know will buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is obviously a smaller audience that is gonna spend that type of of money on these types of figures, but man, static arts, uh play arts, like they they well, sell quick. They, they sell out. They sell out, yeah. and then yeah. the yeah. side market just goes ape shit. Like yeah. it goes the. I mean, I've I've sold some of them on the secondary market after the fact. They just go nuts, price wise. So even if you're not a fan of it, <laughs> these are things <laughs> that you can grab for two hundred, and a year from now probably get four very easily. Like it's it's Maybe that quick. Maybe I should quick. start doing that with these. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Keep them in box. Hey, oh, this week we got like a uh, a whole dump of uh, Tactics Ogre. Uh, I'm sorry, Final Fantasy Tactics remake information. Like they they went crazy. Or Tactics Ogre reborn. Sorry, you were you were right. There. I was right the first time. Yeah, I was about to say I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactics something? Ogre. I no, no, no. Tactics Ogre reborn. <laughs> Tactics Ogre right. reborn. Like they dumped a ton of information. Now some of it is actually on the North American Square Enix site when it comes to the character introductions uh, and the class introductions and details. And they give a ton of screenshots, so go check it out if you haven't already. There's an awful lot there. The art is... I love the art. I'm a huge fan of it. It like just retains enough mm -hmm. of the original to stay charming, 
but look updated at the same time. Like, I think they really nailed it. The voice acting seems to be on point for the stuff that they're showing so far. Uh, and But there's actually more on the, uh, the sites overseas that... Uh, so I'm going to be looking at Gematsu here, so credit to them for translating portions that talked about system changes and screenshots of menus. Uh, and they even did a whole list of, like, here's seven things changing in this game or being updated for this game that you should know about. What did you think going through the entire info dump there, Kronos? Uh, yeah, I'm just ready for this game to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I don't, I don't need yeah. to be sold more on this game, particularly. Um, it's kind of, yeah, like I, I just want to play it. <laughs> oh, newest girl so, doesn't like the voice acting. I thought some of it was, I mean, some of it's okay, but I thought some of it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I, 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 I don't know. I just want to play the game again. I don't even need the game to change at all. It could be the same game, but I mean, again, I, I want it to sell well, so I think them doing this kind of stuff is it's good. So, I mean, we also do have, of course, <clears throat> my uh, my ancestor Tark uh, in the game. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not. It's it's based on an ancestor of mine, Gildas W. Byrne. Oh, okay, Sir Gildas. Last name's Burn. Okay. Like legitimately, I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Go uh -huh. check it out. So seven things, seven major battle related updates, Tark. They say turn the tables with buff cards. So you're gonna have buff cards appear on the battlefield, and when a unit picks up a buff card, it gains bonuses that last for the rest of that battle, such as increased attack power or crit chance. The bonus gain depends on the type of card found. Your units must vie against the enemy to obtain these buff cards. And how you move and respond in combat to gain advantage they provide is a thrilling aspect of battle unique to this title. A unit can have the effects of up to four buff cards at once, and the more buff cards with similar effects are stacked, the greater the effect, dynamically changing the shape of the battle as units acquire more cards. Fan, you all right with this? You like this? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think anything that brings a little spice to, to battles, um, especially if we're replaying them, uh, to to level up or whatnot. Uh, another thing I'm a big fan of is crafting is now 100. percent Ah, so yeah, no yeah, more, yeah. We, that's a little no more, later in the list. No, no Can't more fail. stuff. Can't fail. Uh, and seeing, you'll be able to craft multiples. Yes, yes, you can craft multiples. Uh, seeing names like Canopus and Deneb, I mean, it just brings all the hearts and feels to me from from Ogre Battle. I want them to do that one next. Um, one thing I don't like is this party level, like basically capping. Uh, the level, so you can't like over grind and brute way your force through. Um, I feel that should still be an option for people that may be having trouble with the tactics portion of it. But overall, uh, it looks great. I, I like the dubbing uh, and the voice acting. Uh, I'm I can't wait. This is day one. Getting it. Yes. Random battles gone. Chronos, they're yeah, gone. That's also good too. You're not yeah, going to have those good. anymore. Instead, you can just queue up for training battles at specific locations whenever you like, if you feel like you want to grind or, or see, farm something up. See, triangle strategy, I think, had that problem, too. Um, I don't know. Something about random battles and tactical. Like, just, like, the fact that it's... Even though there's, like, a set amount, obviously, right? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't like queuing up for something that's the same every time. Because then somebody's well, just going to figure out some way to do it optimally and then you're just gonna spam the same thing and i don't know well funny about that because they do say that their ai their new ai takes care of that 
The enemy considers the terrain, recognizing features such as narrow roads and wide open plains, as well as players' movement, using this information to decide where the battlefront is and choose the best point to engage the player. In addition, how the enemy responds to the buff cards that appear at random creates an ever-changing battle that never feels repetitive. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I'll believe, yeah. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. Some, somebody's <laughs> going to figure out how to, how to do stuff. It's, it's always the case. Every fourth time you go into this battle, it'll be a certain layout, and you can win by this specific method. There you go. They are bringing back the uh, reviving incapacitated units uh, where you'll have a counter you know, going above the, they're downed when they're downed and their HP is zero, you'll have a counter for a certain number of turns to revive them before they permanently then die. Yeah. It's, it's permadeath, right? <clears throat> you, after if you, uh, it's like, tactics. if that counter reads zero, yeah, it's, it's like final fantasy tactics was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll you get, get like you'll hit zero hit them. point. You'll go down, you'll get a counter above your head that says three, and then it'll count down over three turns. And if you haven't revived them or ended the battle, by the time that counter reaches zero, then they are permanently deceased. Nice. They they be deceased. They be deceased. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We don't have much longer to wait. This one's really weird. I found this, but then uh, they didn't update it, and I think they should. Uh, this, this comes from xfire.com, whose initial headline on this was Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster might be coming to consoles soon. Square Enix continues to add to its stacked lineup of upcoming RPGs that's coming in the next few months and next year. It w- this didn't surprise me because we all said on this show, like, they, they have to at some point, right? They have to. Mm-hmm. They, they were made to be on the Nintendo Switch. Now it doesn't matter, right? I got the Steam Deck, and you know, so the, that I'm fine. But if you don't have a Steam Deck, it'd be nice to play these on the consoles, particularly a Nintendo Switch. Um, and the proof for this, and they did say, hey, this is kind of just speculation. So to be fair, it's not like they lied, but the headline was a little clickbaity. The uh, The proof of this was if you actually went to Square Enix's uh, North American press page and look at their upcoming release schedule, there was a listing for Pixel Remaster. The platform just said console, and the release date said TBA. TBA. Uh, However, if you go there now, you won't see it. It's gone. gone. And they did say, hey, it's... Oh, I'm sorry, it didn't have console. It said without a platform. Um, They said, hey, this could just be an old listing. Square Enix forgot to update. And maybe that's the case because it's not there anymore. Or maybe they're just not ready to announce it yet. But I still think this this comes to consoles as a collection sometimes. some At some point. That has to. Right? As a, as a collection? Yeah, as a collection. So it's going to be six separate games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know they're going to do it. They're going to sell uh. them. I, I think it will come to console, but it's going to be six separate games. <laughs> All digital, no physical copy. Make me sad. Yeah, uh, you might be able to get maybe like one of those overseas companies will do like physical copies that are like limited run stuff. Um, that would be cool. Actually, I would I I would probably contemplate picking that up if they do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, it's probably gonna. I mean, it'll probably be marketed digital and D six just like it is on Steam. Uh, if you want to try a strategy game, uh, but you've been waiting. Or a PC release, Triangle Strategy will be released on the PC next week. <laughs> Boom, you got it. 
Uh, so if you didn't pick it up on consoles, you were hoping for a PC release, which they, they kind of hinted they were going to do, but never gave a date. You now have one October 13th, October 13th. Hey, I brought this here. I know, forgive me guys. I know it's not exactly square NX anymore. It's embracer group and and all that. stuff. I know, but did you see that crystal dynamics sent out a legacy of Kane survey? Yes, I did. Did you take the survey? No, because I'm Go sad. take the damn survey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take the survey. Did you take it, yes, Kronos? I, do I didn't either yet. Go take no. it! So they, they sent out a survey asking about specifically the mainline Legacy of Kane titles. Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane from 96. Uh, Soul Reaver from 99, Soul Reaver 2 from 2001, Blood Omen 2 from 2002, and Legacy of Cain Defiance from 2003. Those were the ones, they, they didn't bring Nosgoth into this, and they just brought those. Uh, and the questions included things like, have you ever seen someone stream a Legacy of Cain game? How would you rate each game you've played in the series? What are your favorite parts about the series mechanically and thematically? Who's your favorite protagonist? What would your reaction to a new vampire game be? Do you want to see a sequel, a remake, a reboot, or a remaster? Do you want a theoretical game to be a single or multiplayer? Co-op is also an option. Doesn't mean that they're doing anything yet. But it does mean that they're at least open to it. Open to it. So I definitely took this damn survey. Definitely took this damn survey. I had the survey done before I pasted the link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Priorities. So, yes, exactly, newest girl. Feelers are being put out. Are being put out. We'll circle back on this one in just a second. Square and Enix course, put up... Real go, quick, though. Go ahead, Tark. Embracer is like, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. No no, no ties up for you guys. Yeah. So. Embracer's like, we like money. That's fine. Go do whatever you want. Go do whatever you want. Uh, Square Enix put out their list of our uh, seven of our favorite thieves and rogues in Square Enix games. And I want to know if uh, you you agree with the list here. We got Eric from Dragon Quest Eleven. We got Locke from Pixel Remaster Six. That's And they even acknowledge he's not a thief. He's a treasure hunter. Get it right. <laughs> Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. Jack from Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Riku, Therion from Octopath Traveler, and Zidane from Final Fantasy IX. So I'm going to, in the show notes, I literally put, why the hell is Jack on here? (laughs) Like, why is a a character that can be any class? Yeah, exactly. On the thief Bar- list. No. Bart, Bart should be on here. He's Why not- is Bart's not on the list? Yes. Yeah. That's a card joke, by the way. Yeah, social media <sighs> team running joke. I know it is, but it's yeah. Zidane, number one. Zidane. And Locke. I think they did another they did another one too, but and I think Jack was on that list too. So I'm yeah, pretty so sure Jack's it is a run, it's list. a running joke. Yeah. It's a yeah, running joke. Yeah. yeah. Eric is legit. You're playing through Dragon Quest eleven right now. Yeah, Tark would agree with you. He just finished oh, yeah. eleven playthrough. <clears throat> Not all that long yeah, about, ago. About two years ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, gents. Let's go to Love It or Leave It.
Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be something they a game they put out, a feature of a game, a press release, something they did, or even just something tangentially related because it's my show and I get to pick whatever the hell I want to put on here. So I did exactly that today. I'm going to make it a little variant this week. Instead of love it or leave it, you got to love one and leave the other one. Do you want a remake of any single Legacy of Kane title? Or do you want a new Legacy of Kane title? You got to love one and leave the other one. And on that remake one, it could be whichever of the five mainline games you want. It doesn't have to be a specific one, the first one, the last one, whatever. Do you want love the remake, love the new, and which one are you going to leave? What do you got, Tark? Uh, this was has to be pretty easy. I want a new game um, because I could play all the old ones. I don't necessarily need a remake, so I will... Love having a new game, and I will leave all the remakes. Kronos? Yeah, for me, a remake kind of depends on the series. For these, per- for personally, for this one, I'd like to see a new game too, and I think you would still be able to like prey on the nostalgia, anyways. So, I'd like to. See, yeah, I'm gonna love the new game and leave the remakes as well. I'm gonna love a remake and leave a new game. I would love both. I would absolutely love both. Uh, but I think this one's been gone for so long. When you think about it. Uh, that I, I think to properly kick it off and to maybe revitalize the IP, I think you re-explore an established story that is well done, that you know was good, that and you update it to modern gameplay standards to make me as an old player feel happy, but also draw in a new player who isn't looking at it going, I got to play five games from 20 years ago to... I think you do a remake first, so I'm going to love the remake and leave the new one, although I do want a new one. Uh, Valkyrie you go all Elysium. the way to Blood Omen? Uh, what's that? Do you go all the way back to Blood Omen, or do you do Soul Reaver? Hmm. Oh, if I have to pick which one? I probably like if, For me, personally, it would be Soul Reaver 2. Like, I think that's okay. the one you reboot, um, just for me, as far as which one was like the best game for me. But from, from a storyte- storytelling perspective, I could, I could kind of see them going all the way back to Blood Omen. Uh, and setting up Kane, or starting with Soul Reaver one, and filling in the happenings of Blood Omen with like an opening cutscene. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Valkyrie Elysium did come out September 29th. It's not getting very good reviews right now. Uh, we'll give it a give it a few more days. Um, on Steam though, it's what November November 11th 11th on yeah. Steam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just on consoles right now, right? Like. Is it yeah. Yeah. just, just yeah, PS, yeah. PS4 and 5? Yep. And yeah, Metacritic has it at a 66 with the user score of 61 based on 84 ratings. Again, that's on PlayStation 5 and 4 right now. Don't go anywhere, chat. Uh, right after the show today, we've got Faye Death. What's up, Faye? What up? How you be? How you hey, be? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. What pretty you playing today? More. We are back into Night in the Woods, having more aesthetic and potentially spoopy times because there is a murder, an arm. I'd say a foot, but we found an arm. So A foot. There is murder, an arm. Murder, an <laughs> arm. Yes, it is the spooky season. Faye can always be counted on for the cat ears and Halloween games, just like Absolutely. last year. Don't go anywhere, chat. We'll have Faye live in just a few minutes. Give us a chance to shut things down, relabel it for her, and we'll bring her back up. We'll, of course, be back next week. No, we won't. 
Check that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll be back Saturday. There we go. Saturday evening with Gaming Gumbo, uh, our weekly gaming wrap up. Lots to talk about there, including the Nintendo Direct that dropped the Super Mario movie trailer today. I thought the animation was great, by the way. Chris Pratt's voice still irritates the fuck out of me. Uh, Jack Black killed it, though. Jack Black Jack nailed Black it. So yeah, good. I'm not a huge Jack yes. Black guy anymore. I used to be a long time ago, yeah. but he did nail the Bowser voice. He did nail it. Anyway, we'll be talking about that and more on Gaming Gumbo at 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And then no shows next Thursday and Saturday. Got the whole weekend off to go spend time with Torchwick up at Rochester Institute of Technology. Until the next time we meet, Kronos, enjoy the live letter. And where can everybody find you? Yeah, uh, same as always, Twitter. Uh, if you want to discuss why my football team is better than your football team, you're more than welcome to. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can clear some savage this weekend. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming, uh, playing Final Fantasy XIV on Twitch, and Diofield Chronicle on YouTube. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O. And you'll get a tweet every time we go live with a podcast or any of our streams. Until next time, gang, thanks for joining us. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. RMT is ruining my party finder. <laughs> <laughs>